Today I'm talking to Monica again. In our latest interview, we discussed the opioid crisis in the US and how recent changes in politics affect chronically ill people like her. Monica suffers from Ehlers-Danlos syndrome and other chronic illnesses that cause permanent and daily pain. She takes different meds to cope with her pain and today we will talk about medical marijuana. Before January 2018, only marijuana for medical use was sold in California. Many chronically ill patients see benefits in consuming medical marijuana and for some it is the only drug to relieve their pain. Recently, cannabis has been legalized for recreational use in California as well, so everyone aged 21 or older can legally buy and consume cannabis there. Welcome back, Monica. Nice to talk to you again. Can you tell me what conditions you're suffering from and how they influence your daily life? Oh, absolutely. So I have, um, I have Ehlers-Danlos, which is the, um, basically the idea that my ligaments do not hold my bones in place. So like where everyone else's ligaments would act like Gorilla Glue, <laughs> mine act like used post-its. So um, it's, I can dislocate and I have dislocated fingers by pointing, mm -hmm. dislocated my shoulder by wrestling with my down comforter. I've got to get a better story for that one. <clears throat> um, my co-host loves the story of me standing up and turning to go somewhere and my tibia just went that way. Okay. Um, my dislocated femur, I honestly can't tell you how I did it. I don't know. It was just something that I tried to stand up from bed, and I fell back down and screamed. And I looked down, and the, um, you can actually see the top of the bone. It had gone two inches to the right. And it was like, wow, so the, the anatomy books don't lie. The bones actually look like this. How cool. Um, so I have that. I have fibromyalgia, which... Um, was what I was originally diagnosed with in my 20s. And I would go through horrible bouts of pain, not being able to walk for months. And that's what they said I had. And even though I wasn't following the trajectory, they're like, oh, this is it. Don't worry about it. Hush. Stop asking questions. We, we solved it. Stop. And um, eventually someone figured out that I had other stainless. I also have fibromyalgia, which is the widespread muscle pain. So if my bones aren't hurting, <laughs> I have the widespread muscle pain. And That, that honestly is the easiest one for me to treat. Okay. The um, fibromyalgia is, for me, <laughs> just for me, I use a Quell, which is a walking TENS unit, mm -hmm. and then I use medical marijuana cream, and that cream stops spasming. So I use that for the other stainless dislocations to stop the spasming so I can relocate, mm -hmm. um, and I also use it for the muscle pain, and that's been <laughs> life-saving, incredible, and my... Um, Most of my family uses it because of uh, rheumatoid arthritis, or mm -hmm. uh, that works really well in their their joints. And I just kind of feel like that should be in everyone's medicine cabinet because it's CBD and it doesn't affect you in any way, but it really does stop spasming. I also have POTS, which is posterior orthostatic tachycardic syndrome, mm -hmm. which, fun story, can absolutely mimic a heart attack. So it feels exactly like... Um, Someone had actually posted, um, a, a real doctor, not just someone on the internet, uh, that they had done a, a test and found that it was pretty close to the pain level of someone in cardiac failure. Okay. Which is really scary the first few times it happens. Like, really scary. And then you just kind of get used to it and move on. Um, so the medical marijuana I use mostly for muscle, mm -hmm. but I also use it because, um, and I haven't been diagnosed with this yet. I have to go through all the tests, but I follow all of the symptoms of mast cell activation. Mm -hmm. 
which means I will just generally get allergic to something. Mm-hmm. Wasn't allergic to it yesterday, won't be allergic to it in a week, but right now, all of a sudden my body freaks out, or I get horrible, like, vertigo nausea. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the only way to keep food down is to use medical marijuana, and I use it in a tincture form so I can dose it. Like, um, this morning I was super nauseous, so I did a micro dose of THC, and that's kept me, I was able to eat some oatmeal. <laughs> That was awesome. Um, so, so, yeah, that's, that's how I use it. I used to try vaping because I don't know all the cool kids are doing it. And um, it just made me cough and it gave me a migraine because I'm that fucking old. I, sorry, I'm that old that I cannot uh, vape properly, apparently. <laughs> um, sad, but true. And the, um, the edibles, which a lot of my friends uh, who have chronic illness use, but... I don't like that I can't dose it, and I managed to overdose it, which thankfully when you overdose on marijuana, it's just um, a very confusing few hours, not <laughs> death. Um, but yes. I have never liked being high. I've never liked being drugged, and that was my first time of being high with overdosing on an edible, and just have to be watching Doctor Who at the time. <laughs> it's like the longest so 10 hours of my life you're saying you're basically using um different concentrations for um different medical conditions right As a yeah it's not just concentrations they now have things um there's there's so much research going into this like mm. this is not my parents marijuana <laughs> like, right. this is not the 60s or 70s marijuana this is like highly developed and certain strains are developed for other things so mm. like there are there are strains that are for seizures Mm-hmm. that will absolutely help with seizures. There are strains for dementia. There are strains for chronic pain. There are strains for just about everything you can imagine. And now there's more understanding of the plant. So I take um, something with uh, THCA and CBDA in, during the day because it's such a low THC count, which is what makes you feel that high. Mm-hmm. Uh, the CBD is what calms everything down. So I take, um, that's my daytime dosing while I'm trying to handle everything. <laughs> um, and that's, that works out really well for a lot of stuff, but again, it does not help with a dislocation. Like that, that's just too much for just about anything. Yeah, it's too much for only uh, the medical Mariana. So. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's not enough, and that's what frustrates me when um, so many people talk about chronic pain who I'm sure that it's really high-level pain for them. I, I'm not trying to discount anyone's experience, mm-hmm. but there are some pains that respond with just marijuana like for my fibromyalgia pain i can take care of that with medical marijuana and with quells someone else might not be able to i totally get that mm-hmm. but i think it's an incredible fallacy to think that chronic pain is just the same across the board mm-hmm. and that would re- have the same sort of protocols like um that was the frustration with my pain clinic is that i need a low dose of vicodin to function Mm-hmm. that's just what I need and not to function like I'm an addict and I need my fix it's just enough to drop down the pain so that mm-hmm. I can stand and walk and move but I need another kind of opioid to handle the mass dislocations mm-hmm. I need something very much stronger maybe like three or four times a month just so I don't have to go to the hospital mm-hmm. and that's an issue because the CDC without thinking to talk to a whole bunch of chronic pain patients and find out what the needs are put out that you can only prescribe one type of opioid so that doesn't account for someone whose pain varies drastically from Mm -hmm. my daily seven which is my good days a seven means i'm feeding my chickens i'm walking i even can drive my kids to school to my nine or ten 
Like, okay. that's a pretty big varying. So you're still, you're still able to function with a seven? On the um, scale? This is my good name. No, seven, seven is I've taken my medical marijuana. I've taken my Vicodin. I can now, I feel good enough that I can fake it with my family. Seven means okay. even my husband doesn't know something's wrong. Well, it's, that means yeah. you're used to a lot of pain. But yes, and I've been in pain since I was eight. I've been doing this for 32 years, almost 30, 31 years at this point. Like, this is my life. I don't know what it would feel like to not hurt. Yeah. But I also am very aware that my pain level has gone up each year for the last five years. Mm. So what I thought was unbearable two years ago is now my, oh, please, I'd love to feel like that again. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's just the reality right now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, we've talked about a lot. So I'm wondering about one thing. So this is the main difference between the United States or between California and Germany. Yeah. So in Germany... Uh, only a few doctors support medical marijuana because for them it's like this um, illegal drug, and uh, <laughs> they just stay there are uh, no long time and uh, no long term studies like for opioids for example because they have the long term studies right, so they prefer to actually prescribe opioids instead of just trying medical marijuana for once. Um, Which is strange that Germany's behind the United States in this because yeah. that was exactly the United States through the nineties and the two thousands was marijuana bad. We all got to watch the like yeah. warning videos and took yeah. dare program. And, and to be totally honest, I felt very similarly until I got to a point that I couldn't handle it anymore. I had bought into, well, I, I personally just a never been a drug person. I don't like to feel out of control. So I never really got into any of this. Mm -hmm. So it's much easier to believe the propaganda um, until I started using it. And now I'm, I'm a very outspoken supporter of it. But that's, that's very interesting because you're saying you're, you were totally against it and now you're a super supporter. So have you ever experienced it for myself, which I guess I should really like be clear on. Like I have never thought that it was a problem for someone else to do. Like yeah. cheers, like, like getting drunk, like fine. You like doing that. Hey, have a blast, mm -hmm. but not for me. And that's how I felt about marijuana. I was like, ah, I'm glad you're having fun over there. That's great. But not for me until I saw how, how much it could help without much harm. Yeah. And that was, that was kind of like the big deciding factor. So um, I'm surprised that Germany's behind on that. Like you guys seem so much more. Like, in, I, I just, I guess, I just feel like since we have the Cheeto um, in office, that everything's gone backwards 30 years here. So it's it's a little hard to <laughs> wrap my brain around that. Um, the one thing that I think we're also really far behind on, if you want to talk about other things, I don't know if you want to talk about other things, it's just medical marijuana and opioids, but. There's some really great research on um, things like micro LSD dosing mm -hmm. and that for treatment of chronic things like um, depression, but also chronic pain, which depression and chronic pain seem to go a lot of hand in hand. Mm -hmm. um, and that's thing that, that we're all still really far behind on. There's some studies going on right now, but it's um, we lost 30 years of, of data we could have been collecting on that. Well, but have you... I mean, have you ever experienced being judged if you told people like, I'm using medical marijuana, so were there ever friends, family, even doctors that said, okay, you can't do that, that's illegal, that's a drug, or whatever? <laughs> um, well, so you're assuming I actually get to see people and get to go out and talk to people. <laughs> I mean, I've 
pretty much talked to the people I gave birth to and who gave birth to me and doctors and I don't get a lot of socialization. My social skills are dropping by the month. Um, did I get any? It's entirely possible. My people reading skills is not fantastic, so they might have been shocked and I was too busy just running my mouth off to notice that they were shocked. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a really great doctor, uh, who's my general practitioner who, uh, would never prescribe medical marijuana, but he also gave me an eyebrow raise, but I think, you know, again, privilege, I'm a certain class, I'm a certain look, I'm a certain economic status, and it was a look, it was an eyebrow raise, I didn't get much shit for it, and, um, part of the reason I go to my pain clinic is because, sorry, I'm swearing on this, and I should not be swearing on your, <laughs> your talk, um, I'll try to do better. Uh, one of the reasons I went to the pain clinic I went to is that they do allow for medical marijuana if you have a card, and most pain clinics won't. Okay. So okay. that was one of the big reasons that I drive. I go all the way over there it's because they don't they don't have a problem with that. It is an integral part of my pain management to handle my spasmings. Mm -hmm. Okay. And one last question. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about the recreational use now? I mean, do you think that kind of sheds a negative light on the chronically ill patients that use it for, well, not for fun, actually? That's a really great question. <laughs> um, I am actually so for uh, recreational use. I, I think it's, um, it, can only, it can only be a positive thing because decriminalization of it is a huge economic issue here in California and through the entire United States on who goes to jail and who goes to rehabilitation. Mm -hmm. I won't go totally into that and ruin your, your thing here, but I will say that I've always been for it because I don't think it should be a crime. Um, what I do worry about, because the day it became legal in California, my dispensary was in the news because the line was around the block oh gosh that and, was yours <laughs> right and I was like okay so I'm not getting my stuff today I will leave y'all alone um and it does concern me especially after we have the wildfires that uh, ripped through the Santa Rosa area which was where a lot of the marijuana is grown mm -hmm. and that happened during harvest time so a lot of my medicine yeah. wasn't available anyway and I don't smoke it, so I guess I'm not really at risk of not having my medicine. No one's going to do the cool thing, get little eye drops right. of it. <laughs> but I am concerned for others who do, and mm -hmm. I do. I'm hoping that the dispensaries will catch up mm -hmm. and will create a business model that's two businesses that will be for recreational use and for medical use, so that there will be separate lines for medical, so we, uh, sick people don't stay online. Um, and uh, but most of them do have delivery services too. But I'm hoping that they'll keep part of their stock aside for those who need it. <laughs> um, I'm also concerned about the pricing because oh, this yeah. is not covered by insurance. And for me to get this costs about $150 a month. Wow. Um, I'm concerned that the prices will go up with the increased demand of recreational. I'm, I'm concerned. <laughs> but I, I am for it, even with my concerns. Okay. Cool. I think that um, the decriminalization and people not going to jail for something like this is worth my discomfort on it. Okay. Well, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs>